This is the John Oliver Podcast. Our goal is to help you think outside of the box and motivate you to pursue your goals. Hi, my name is John Oliver. Welcome to the John Oliver Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my producer, my son, Eli. How's your day, Eli? Doing good. Doing good. We get to hang out a little bit today. It's a fall break for us, so it's kind of cool. Got to go see uh, Grandpa, hang out with him. Pretty cool. Today, uh, and each day and every day, uh, the purpose of the podcast for us is we challenge you each week to think about uh, the one question. What are you doing for the rest of your precious life? Um, today we're continuing continuing a series on goals. Um, today we're titling this episode, How to Find Your Purpose. Um, we hope each and every segment uh, that we air inspires you to at least think about your own plans and maybe pushes you a little bit um, towards that action. Uh, so, how to find your purpose. Well, what does that mean? What the heck are you talking about? Well... So the meaning of this, um, how to find your purpose, um, the purpose of what you're supposed to be doing in your life. Do you feel that, you know, you're kind of in a rut, you're not really doing what you want to do. Um, a large percentage of us have a full-time job that we absolutely hate. And, um, I'm not saying go out and quit your job. I'm just saying you need to figure out what your purpose is. And in my definition of a purpose, um, is where your passion and your talent intersect. It's a wonderful place for those that have found it. Uh, passion is what you love to do. Um, passion is the result of an action. Passion, it's not just going to happen for you. You're going to have to do something in order to cause it. Um, maybe you love to build, which is kind of me. I've been playing with Legos since I was old enough to have Legos. And I love to build something, create something um, that fixes a problem. Uh, maybe you love to teach. I'm kind of dabbling in that now, and I like it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm now a substitute teacher at my son's uh, high school. And a few weeks ago, I had a uh, honors English class for seniors. And it was 50 minutes long, and it was an amazing 50 minutes. I'd love to do that 50 minutes for the rest of my life, having a Q&A back and forth. And a couple of the students, and I'll say one student, definitely stepped up and said, I've learned more in the classroom than I have all year. And granted, it, you know, we're not even halfway through the school year. But still, that was a huge compliment, especially coming from a sub. Um, I loved it. It wasn't just uh, Watching them and sitting back and letting them halfway fall asleep or listen to their you know music and their earbuds or whatever. It was a lot of fun. Maybe you love to read. I grew up hating reading because my comprehension wasn't high. Um, I didn't really, I really understand what the heck the purpose of it was. Um, and I never thought that reading for fun was something that ever existed until I switched to nonfiction and reading these stories about folks that actually do something and how it affected them really impacted me. And that's kind of another spurring point for this podcast is, Hey, I've been through a lot. I've done a lot. I like to share it and let's have a conversation about it. Uh, it's kind of the, the big thing um, in church. I think it's been a couple months ago. There's a gentleman called the name of Brad uh, Luminick. Um, the, the name comes up. You can Google him uh, with the name catalyst comes up. Uh, but anyway, he did a, a talk at our church, and his uh, theme of the talk was, what am I supposed to do with my life? And it's the same thing. He talked about passion and purpose and the ways he um, 
handles it and suggests how, you know, steps to achieve those goals. But he had an example that I really liked about basketball, NBA basketball. So let's say he's, um, I'll give him a huge compliment, I think, and I'll say he's in his mid-30s. I think he's older than that. Um, and he's five foot something. I won't insult him by m- messing that up. And let's say his goal was to be an NBA basketball player starting right now. And that, that was his goal and purpose. Um, well, how could you do that? Well, the difference, let, let me go back a step. And passion and purpose um, and talent are obviously different things. I can love to cook and be horrible at it, but that's not really a good purpose for me if I'm not good at it. I can love to do it, but since it's not a good talent of mine, it's probably not a good purpose. NBA player, um, he might have a sick jumper, um, but he's only five foot something. And, you know, growing up in the NBA, uh, watching NBA, my bad, um, Spud Webb comes to mind of being a short guy who excelled, but that's a very small number of people. But that doesn't mean that you have to go that route. Um how would you get started with that, that purpose? Let's figure it out. Well, hey, hey, how about playing some basketball? If you've never even picked up a ball before and he wants to be in the NBA, I suggest you go to the gym and start hitting some jumpers, get in a pickup game. Um, maybe coaching is a way for you. Join a rec league for kids, start coaching kids. Maybe you're really good at that. Join high school team, college, get into the pros. Maybe that's not the avenue. Maybe you start coaching a kid who is NBA bound and – you have something that resonates with him, and because of you, he makes it there. There's just different levels to finding what that passion and purpose is, uh, but that was just one that hit home with me. Um, going back to the talents, um, I think I'm good at cooking. Um, I built and created a food truck and worked on the truck for a year and decided I really don't want to do that forever. I might be good at it. Um, food was delicious and getting compliments from people that you don't know and paying you money and say the food was great. Um, that's awesome. I'm just not sure if that atmosphere, that setting or that period in time was right for me. So I'm spreading out. Maybe you're a good public speaker. Maybe you can get up in front of 300 people and it's like most people getting in front of their friends of group of five. Um, no butterflies or you have that ultimate confidence and a great voice. Maybe that's you but you haven't really experienced a whole lot of it. Uh, Maybe you're a good problem solver. Maybe you can look at most situations and solve it right off the bat where some people are scratching their head for minutes, days, hours, weeks, the year, and you come in and see the problem. But you really haven't found a position to help you with that. Um, Maybe you're great at observation. So being a law enforcement officer in the past, observations are key uh, to pick up on what is not being said. Um, I'll tell a story about Eli, which is kind of awesome. When he was younger, we used to have, we had like a 20 to 30 minute drive to my parents' house or grandma and grandpa's house. And if we veered off the path uh, at all, we, we know there's construction or, hey, I'm going to stop this way or, hey, I forgot to go to the post office. I'm going to take a different route. He would notice it almost instantaneously and go, hey, where are we going? <laughs> it would be like, well, are, aren't we going to grandma and grandpa's house? Well, yeah, but we got to go do this first. And he's like, well, why? What do we? And then it starts that route. Or this is an easy one. You, everyone, I think, can relate to this is we can't find the remote control to the television. We can't find it. can't find it. And it could be gone an hour to a week. And the question always came up of, hey, have you asked Eli? Because you could ask Eli and he would find it in two seconds because he remembers the last place he saw it 
or a lot of us, we can't do that. And that's a key observation thing. And for some of us, we get it and it goes away. And some of us just retain it forever. Um, the, the most important part is to know who you are and where you are. Um, if you're in a rut or if you're in this day, day by day, Monday through Friday, you're in the routine, it's the weekend, you automatically do this and that and you're not smiling and you're not having fun. Um, and those five days a week, you regret, you know, you just can't handle it. If you're the Garfield thing, you can't stand Mondays. Um, that's, that's a world that I, I hope that you can find a way out of that routine. Um, and I think the next, the next episode we'll probably do on how to achieve these goals and get this purpose. But this is more of how do you find it? What's the process of it? Um, do you feel like nothing's ever going to change? Do you feel, and that's how I was. Um, I was in a career for 15 years and that automatically ended and that kind of felt like it took my identity away and it doesn't have to be. You need to identify who you are and ask that question. The first thing you should come up is, uh, well, you are a son or daughter because everyone that I'm speaking to right now is either a son or a daughter. Um, and if there aren't loved ones that uh, were parent figures for you, then are you a friend? Are you a boss? Are you a coworker? Are you an employee? Are you a brother or your sister? Uh, it, there's many titles that you have that aren't related to work that you're probably your best bet is to create a better relationship with that other person because we get to where we're going to go in life by having strong support group behind us. And that could be one person. You know, what's the, the, the big thing they say is behind every, every strong man is an even stronger woman. Well, that's where that comes from is that it's a team effort. It's a group effort to push each other and go, go, go. I'm hoping that's what I'm doing for you is if you're driving in the car or you're sitting at the computer and you're just listening to this guy talk and I don't know if he's got a purpose or not, but if I'm pushing you just one little bit or if it's just something, a light bulb pops up in your head for just a couple seconds, then I feel that I'm doing my job. Are you, so the, the big question is, are you trying your best in your current position? So in your job now, let's say you absolutely hate it, but are you giving it 100%? Because you're not going to be motivated at all if you're not trying to be the best at what you're being right now. And if you think your job just stinks and you can't stand it, well, be the best at that. So maybe you can be promoted out from that or someone else notices. I've heard a lot of stories where people are in fast food or in a waiter or a bartender and they get a job offer from a customer based on the customer service that they got from that position. And it's like, you know what? You handled this extremely well and I think that would coincide with this job. And a lot of people don't understand that skills you obtain in one position translate over a lot into the real world. And almost building a resume is based on those key words that transition from one job to the other. Um, so always try to give a hundred percent, hundred percent. And discovering a passion is a full contact sport. You have to go out there and try it. So right now I have currently six jobs. Uh, my full-time gig in security, I'm driver for uh, a lunch place, driver for a pizza place, uh, driver for uh, the largest distributor of products, <clears throat> Amazon, um, from, from door to, you know, door to door. Uh, I'm an event bartender, I'm a substitute teacher, 
I have a lot of fishing poles in the pond and I really love, you know, working at the sandwich shop delivering because I'm, I'm hanging out on these high school kids and they're inspiring. And I hate to say it, they're hanging on every word. They're not doing that, but it, it's, it's a, a lifestyle that I like being a spectator at. Uh, it's great. And then the pizza world aren't teenagers. They're, they're young to uh, adults my age doing it for a side hustle. And that's where I'm doing it. You know, I, I need some cash, get student loans that I have to pay off. Unfortunately, there's another episode. Um, but it's fun. It's it, I'm gaining relationships. I'm making connections with all these different people out there. And it's fun. Uh, having that relationship is the biggest part of life. Um, if you're an introvert, then, it, you know, obviously it's going to be hard for you. But I, I highly suggest you get out there and interact. It's It's just, in my opinion, that's the way to go. So a big question that I like to ask, and I like to fantasize about this one, is I hope you've seen the movie uh, Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. It's that show where he's a weatherman from Philly, I think, and he goes to Puxatani to uh, see the groundhog uh, come out, and the groundhog predicts the weather, so it's kind of like a hidden insult there. Where he's a weatherman, he's predicted, you know, no no snowstorm, it's going to be an early spring and the groundhog says six more weeks of winter. So he's wrong and he goes to bed kind of frustrated from the day and he wakes up and relives the entire day all over again. And once he realizes it, he discovers that he can do anything in that day. So my my challenge to you is to think about if you had that groundhog's day where you know you're going to have another day right behind it where nothing matters, what would you do? And in the movie, he learns to play the piano towards the end. And that's something I would definitely do. I would love to have an endless amount of time where I can go in and have a music lesson for you know, 30 minutes to an hour, pick it up so it's not boring to me, and just learn to play the piano because I, I, I'm, I'm blown away, especially some of these young uh, folks that I see playing the piano effortlessly. That's amazing. So what would you do? That, that's what I would, what I would say. So, searching the internet, I found this gentleman, uh, Mark Manson. He's a self-help author, uh, and he had these obscure seven questions to help you um, find this purpose or make you th- help you think about it. And uh, it's a little um, PG-13 or NC-17, so to speak, or whatever. I'll try to clean it up a little bit. And his questions are, what's your favorite flavor of poop sandwich, the, and does it come with an olive? So his question is, you know, every job sucks at one point. Um, you can have the best job uh, in the world, and it's not going to be great 365 days a year. There's going to be parts of that job that are awful. Um, not everything works out. So it's kind of like, what can you endure? Um, I'll let you digest that question. Um, but some of the times, uh, it won't be the greatest job in the world. So I think that's the that's the the pitch that he tries to get to. Um, second question: um, What is true about you today that would make the eight year old of you cry? And uh, boy, I spent some time thinking about that one. And um, mine would be uh, married and divorced because my my parents are still married today. Um, you know, we're going on sixty or sixty nine years. Now, is that right? That's not, that's to their age. <laughs> uh, I always give them this because they graduated in the same year. So they're going on. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to do math. 
on the fly. But they've been married a very long time. They're still married. And that was kind of my goal, especially as I was growing up, as they set the bar and I was just trying to uh, meet that bar and that didn't happen. So that's one thing that would make him cry. But eight years old might not care about that. So it would maybe be, you know, I don't have my, you know, Star Wars action figure collection that your sister stole it. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, anyway, I think I think he's hitting the mark here. I just thought they were interesting questions. Um, this one I really like because this has happened to me and I know you probably have too. Is that what makes you forget to eat or go to the bathroom? It's like how many times, so my example, and this is bad for the purpose or a career goal, but Super Bowl, I think, can uh, equate to a lot of guys. You know, fourth quarter, ball game is tied up, ball's in the red zone inside the 20-yard line. They're getting close to scoring. Uh, Field goal wins it, or maybe they're down by four and a touchdown has to have it to win, and you really got to go to the bathroom. Are you going? Probably not. But there's got to be something else out there that has caused you to forget to go to the bathroom, and it kind of blows that whole Maslow's theory of, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom or you're hungry, you're not going to achieve anything. Um, but what has? I mean, that's a good one to go back and think uh, about that one because if, if, it, if you continue to do something, even though you got to go to the bathroom or you're hungry, then that is something that would be awesome for your, uh, for your purpose. Number four, how can you better embarrass yourself? And this basically, I think, means um, what do you do that you don't care if people are laughing at you? You don't care about any anybody else's opinion. You love to do it. You have a good skill at it, and maybe it's embarrassing, and you do it. Um, there's a quote I think he also has because I have it written down here. A competitive advantage is doing something that other people don't want to do. So and if it's embarrassing to them, they're not going to do it. But if you're good at it and it's embarrassing – um, you've got the inside track on uh, making that a career and being profitable because no one else wants to do it. Uh, question five is how are you going to save the world? There's there's endless amounts of charities out there, and there's so many problems that you can find with the world um, or, or what you believe is killing the world. So what's one of those to you know pick one and go at it? You know, you, you, you can't save the world as a whole, but you can find one little microcosm of what's hurting it and do your part to make it better. And, you, you know, you're going to feel good about it and maybe you become really good at it. I mean, there's six and seven year olds out there that are creating foundations and charity drives to solve different issues and problems. So I know as an adult, you'll have every opportunity that you can do that as well. Um this is kind of a, a obscure question again. Question number six. If you had a gun to your head and you were forced to leave your house all day, every day, what would you do? And, I mean, that kind of relates Monday through Friday for most of us in that you got to go to work. And that's the that's the term I even just used it and I wasn't even thinking is you got to go to work. Well, what if you're happy to go? What if it wasn't something that you had to go do, but something that you were looking forward to go do? You know, what's that? You find something that you love to do for a job, and you never have to work another day in your life. I mean, the, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be a pitch guy at you, but these are just questions I'm hoping that can inspire you to think about this. If you knew you were going to die one year from today, what would you do, and how would you want to be remembered? That's a huge one. 
because there are some people that that are are put in that situation that and then they go on these massive inspirational uh journeys for the for the the remaining of their life and they and they become they go down in almost history for either their school or their town or a charity or something where they 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 bring notice to it like uh, I, I don't have any research in front of me but like the water bucket challenge was inspired from somebody with an illness and they put a video at it and it became viral and that that made millions of dollars for that charity and then in the process of it they passed away so that was that was monumental so what are you doing you know, if you're given those 365 days, what would you do? Would you stay in that same rut that you're in now and be satisfied with that? Or would you challenge yourself? I'm just saying, get out there, go do something. Nobody says that it has to be a 40 hour work week. Nobody says that you only have to work Monday through Friday. There's no rules. There's no, there's no limits. Go out there and push yourself. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. So complacency is the number one problem. It, it's just, you have to have the the wherewithal to go out and do it. And I'm just hoping that I'm pushing you just a little bit to go do that. I challenge you uh, to do that. So last week, I worked 82 and a half hours. I got my sleep. Um, we did the podcast. I had spare time. Um, it's out there. You can do it. You don't have to, you know sweat your butt off or you know kill yourself in doing it but there are things out there and until you try it you'll never know so just go out there and push yourself so that's all i have for today's episode um finding your purpose uh thanks for tuning in um as always thank you eli for all that you do really appreciate it join us next week uh we're going to continue this series on goals and we're going to hopefully help you with some steps some actual fundamental steps on tracking that purpose or that individual goal. And keep in mind that goal could be a negative that you want to get rid of. Um, alcohol, substance abuse, maybe it's smoking, maybe it is losing weight. Or it could be the positive and that, you know, you want to find that, that job that you that really think that that you can do or you, you have that that goal to achieve um donating that time to that charity or whatever we're going to help you help you with that so make sure you subscribe like comment either on the podcast or on the youtube channel and until next time get a feel for your future